You are listening to Girl Speak, a podcast series all about art, history, and contemporary culture with a girl's eye view. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of Girl Speak, Women in the Civil Rights Movement. I'm Hannah Hill, a junior girl with Girl Museum. Thanks for tuning in downloading, or streaming us today. Girl Speak is produced by Girl Museum, the first and only museum in the world dedicated to celebrating girlhood. We are a completely virtual museum that explores and documents the unique experience of being born and growing up female around the world in the past and present. This episode of Girl Speak focuses on the role of girls in the civil rights movement. First, let us define what the civil rights movement is. The Civil Rights Movement is a series of events, demonstrations, and protests to gain equality among races here in the United States. The equality is most recognized with the passing of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Many people can name the male leaders of the movement. However, how many can name the female leaders? Women were a big part of the movement and had many different roles. Overall, Black women were beginning to have an identity of their own. They came out of the shadow of black men and became prominent players of the movement themselves. Socially, men were the leaders of the civil rights movement. This followed the gender norms of the time period. Women were just beginning to gain positions of prominence. Women had roles, but they were kept out of the main spotlight. Television, newspapers, and radio largely covered the civil rights movement and gave the events national attention. In these images from the movement, we can see women taking part. However, more attention was given to the men. Women were expected to stick to the status quo, to do the domestic and secretarial work of the movement and not to be true leaders. But black women were used to organizing to fight different social problems. Through political, church, or school-related organizations, women have fought against injustice since slavery. Black women were more inclined to fight social injustices because these problems directly affected their families. Their men had to work hard to maintain a job that underpaid them. Their children had to learn in segregated schools. The women had to travel daily through segregated cities to take care of household business. Daisy Lee Bates experienced this discrimination in everyday life growing up in Arkansas. At age seven, she went to the store to purchase something for her mother and was told to wait until all the white people in the store were served. Bates later became involved in the civil rights movement as a support system and advisor for the Little Rock Nine, who desegregated Central High School. Bates opened her home to these young people and mentored them through the difficult transition period. Bates was also the only woman to speak at the podium at the March on Washington in 1963. Women being natural nurturers wanted better for their families and communities. There are women that people recognize from the movement. Rosa Parks, Merle Evers Williams, and Coretta Scott King are some of these famous women. These women are famous because of the men that their names are attached to. Rosa Parks gained national attention after she refused to give up her bus seat to a white passenger in Montgomery, Alabama. Images of parts being processed after her arrest were widespread. 
This sparked the Montgomery Bus Boycott in 1955, which led to the desegregation of the Montgomery Bus System. The Montgomery Bus Boycott event also launched Dr. Martin Luther King into prominence as a young preacher and activist. By his side was his wife, Coretta Scott King. Mrs. King, in the public eye, was the helpmeet to Dr. King. She was present at many mass meetings and rallies. Mrs. King also became a liaison in negotiations and a role model to young women in the movement. Another famous wife during this time period was Merle Evers Williams. Mrs. Evers Williams was the wife of Medgar Evers, who was the civil rights activist that worked closely with the National Association of the Advancement of Colored People, or the NAACP. All eyes turned to Mrs. Evers when her husband was assassinated in 1963. Mrs. Evers continued the work of her late husband and eventually became chair of the NAACP herself. Within the last 30 years, there has been an increase in the writing of the role of women during the civil rights movement. More names and stories were added to the names that I gave above. Visual examples can be seen along with the writing. We will look at two women who voiced their opinions about the role of women during the civil rights movement and also understand their efforts to bring equality to this nation. People cannot be free until there is enough work in this land to give everyone a job. This is a quote given by Ella Baker, a female leader of the civil rights movement. After graduation from Shaw University in 1927, Baker went to work for the National Association of the Advancement of Colored People office in New York. Baker believed in the social uplift of all people. This is an idea she gained from Nanny Burroughs, an early woman who fought for racial justice through the social gospel method, helping the community just like Christ. At the NAACP office, Baker worked as a field secretary. After her work with the NAACP, Baker worked under Dr. King and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. It is here that Baker started to see the gender divide in the movement. Baker observed and experienced the control of men and the exclusion of women from major decisions. Baker is quoted to say, I wasn't one to say yes just because an idea came from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I was not an easy pushover. It's a strange thing about men. If they haven't ever had a woman say no to them, they don't know what to do sometimes. Not satisfied with her experience at the SCLC, Baker helped to form the organization she is most famous for, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Baker felt the need to work and mentor the young people of the movement after four students from North Carolina A&T staged a sit-in at Woolsworth Lunch Counter in Greensboro. SNCC was founded at Shaw University, Baker's alma mater. From this point forward, Baker was no longer in the background of any organization she worked with. Baker became a face of the movement and used her organization and work ethic to spread the message of equality among all people. Through the experiences of Ella Baker, we see that organizational work was very important to the civil rights movement. Being part of an organization 
meant that different issues of civil rights could be targeted at one time. Women were a major part of the organizations and were for the most part its largest group of membership. Women went door to door to register voters, pass out information, organized protests and rallies, and gave aid to all people in the community. Many of these organizations were based in churches and historically black colleges and universities. Also, some of these organizations were geared towards women. Examples of these organizations are the Metropolitan Council of Negro Women, Charleston Federation of Women's Clubs, and sororities such as Alpha Kappa Alpha and Delta Sigma Theta. A woman who was a part of these organizations was Septima Clark. Clark's first social calling was the improvement of education and literacy in her home state of South Carolina. In the 1930s, Clark continued her work with the schools through the NAACP. She moved to the SCLC to work with Dr. King. Just like Baker, Clark felt underused due to being a woman. A major project that she organized through the SCLC was the Voter Education Project, helping people pass the literacy tests that were required for African Americans to take before they could exercise their right to vote. Clark voiced her opinion that women did not receive the proper credit for the efforts during the Civil Rights Movement. Clark says, I see this as one of the weaknesses of the Civil Rights Movement, the way the men looked at women. I found all over the South that whatever the man said had to be right. It is said that a picture is worth a thousand words. Images can tell a story that is sometimes not written. Diane Nash is in the center of an iconic photograph from Tennessee. Nash was a graduate of Fisk University and helped Baker to form the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Nash courageously worked to bring equality by staging sit-ins and marches. On April 19, 1960, Nash and fellow protesters marched to the Nashville City Hall after a house bombing of the city. The moment was captured with Nash at the front of the march with men at both her sides. At this point in time, it did not matter whether male or female, but that justice needed to be served. Nash may not have been a national name at the time. However, she was a firm name in her community. The photographs from the time period did not always show just singular great women in the movement. They also showed the strong support women gave as they came together. A prayer pilgrimage was organized in Washington, D.C. to remind politicians of the promise of Brown versus Board of Education. Many photos came from this event, especially of Dr. King, who was scheduled to give a speech. Among the photos show groups of women in their best outfits attending the event. If photos are studied carefully from this time period, we can see large amounts of women these women may remain nameless through history, but their support will always be remembered. It is important to highlight these roles that women had in the movement so they will not be forgotten. There is plenty of material that you can enjoy to learn more about the role of women during the Civil Rights Movement. One of the earliest books dedicated to women during the movement is Women in the Civil Rights Movement, 
Trailblazers and Torchbearers by Vicki Crawford and Jacqueline Rouse. This book is a collection of essays that highlight the female experience through the movement. A reviewer of this book states that it helps break the gender line that restricted women in civil rights history to background and backstage roles and places them in front, behind, and in the middle of the Southern movement that remade America. It is an invaluable resource that helps set history straight. The Southern Oral History Program is a tool through the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill that uses interviews as sources. Many women participated in these interviews to help explain their efforts. Also, time period magazines and newspapers will give images that show how women came out to support the cause. An example of these sources is Time Magazine, which shows pictures of women on the streets, in the churches, and in picket lines voicing their opinions about equality. These women all did their part in the civil rights movement. However, as we have discussed in this podcast, many of these efforts went unnoticed. Ella Baker and Satima Clark set the stage with their words for women to start to notice their position in society and to speak louder against it. All of these women did know one thing. It was important to work hard for the equality of all men under the law. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. We invite you to tune in to our next podcast on February 27th, where we will be rounding up the latest girl-related news from around the world. Thank you and have a wonderful day. If you like hearing a fresh, girl-positive perspective on the internet, please support us with a tax-deductible donation easily made on our website. Our music is courtesy of up-and-coming artist Han Av. You can find her SoundCloud link on our website.